The Green Bay Packers plan on defense, like so many of the Shanahan tree teams, is to limit explosive plays, play two high safeties, make teams drive the length of the field. And guess what? It's worked. This passing defense has not given up explosive plays. So why is the defense overall still not very good? We'll tell you why on today's show. You are locked on Packers. He's got great speed. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Christian Watson down the sideline. Locked on podcast network. And he will score. Your team every day. You are locked on Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify. Wherever you find podcasts, you'll find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Thanks to everyone who makes Locked On Packers their first listen every day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. I understand this question about defense may seem like it has a simple answer. The Packers passing defense is good. They don't give up explosive plays in the passing game. So why aren't they a good defense overall? And the answer is the run game. Well, yes and no. There was some heat that Brandon Staley, Brandon Staley had this quote in the play callers, and I promise this whole week we're not going to do play caller stuff, but he had this quote about how, you know, 40-yard play hurts your defense more than a four or five-yard play. And you had a sect of football Twitter going, well, this is actually not true. And if you let a team get four or five yards per drive, then you're you're going to get crushed. Well, or four, four or five yards per play. And that's like true to a point. But like the Jets last year just happens to be the Jets. Averaged five yards a play. That was 26th in the league. If you are allowing five yards per play as a defense, You're doing a good job because it is the case that if you are forcing teams to go drip, 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 drip all the way down the field consistently, you will be a good defense. It is hard to win on offense like that. There basically isn't a good offense that always is going 12 or 15 plays, 80 yards. doesn't happen. So This idea, and it goes back to Mike Patton and and now in Joe Barry, Brandon Staley has it. A lot of these too high Vic Fangio disciples believe in this. The the great Mike Patton line was, it's faster to take an airplane to Miami than to walk. Which is another way of saying the, the big play, the pass, is the more important thing. And that is true. Except... Except, now the Packers, my my point going back to the 2019 NFC Championship game is all of that is true, except you can't be the worst team in the league defending the run, which the Packers have been in the Matt LaFleur era, 32nd in EPA per rush. They just have been bad, and not just bad, like the worst defense in the league bad. And so my thing has been, you can be bad, that's okay, like the Chiefs. They've got a bad run defense. They buttoned it up for that first Super Bowl run, but in general, they have had a bad run defense. It doesn't matter because they have Patrick Mahomes. 
And I've said this over and over and over. The reason the Chiefs beat the 49ers is not because their run defense was great. It wasn't. It was because Patrick Mahomes scored 30. So when your offense has this capability, it, it changes the math for you a little bit. The intention here, the perspective of let's not give up the explosive pass plays because those are the ways you're going to get beat. That is a sound strategy, except when you're the worst run defense in the league. Now, the Packers, the last two years, have been in the top five defensively in not allowing explosive passes. But only five teams were worse this year in allowing explosive runs. And that was true in 2021 too. The Packers gave up 44 explosive runs last year. Like, it's, it's okay if you're giving up four, five, six yards and letting the offense stay on schedule in the run game. It is actually okay to do that. You have to give up something in the modern NFL because if you're going to load the box, like, yes, everyone would like to be San Francisco and play too high and have Fred Warner and Eric Armstead and Nick Bosa and all of those guys, but your defense isn't built that way. So you have to be able to make some sacrifices. Now, the Packers went into this big nickel idea or just really true nickel. It's, it's kind of big nickel by modern standards to play traditional nickel, a, a six man box with your actual big people, two defensive tackles, two edge players and two true linebackers. If you can play that kind of personnel and be effective defensively, then you, you have something. The Packers have not been able to stop the run out of that personnel. But it is okay if what you're doing is allowing four or five yards. And yes, the offense is staying on track. But over time, they're, they're, you're not going to give up 30 points if every drive is a 12-play, 15-play drive. You're just, like, offenses are not that efficient. Now, the Packers in 2021, they were. But that's it. And then in the postseason, they weren't because the 49ers took it away. Robert Sala had that great quote we talked about everywhere about you're gonna, you're, they're trying to create space. So all you have to do is you can't defend all the space. You just have to move the space from where they want it to be to where you want it to be. The Packers right now, the problem for them is they don't have a place where they want it to be because they're trying to shift you and essentially dare you to run the ball. Well, if you're running the ball and you're not just getting four or five yards of carry, like if a, a 15 play 80 yard drive, you can have two of those a game and it's fine. You're, you're not going to, you're not probably not going to lose that game if you don't turn the ball over and you are good or at least decent situationally. This was actually the Packers problem offensively. They had the reverse problem. They held the ball. They drove all, all day. They couldn't score in the red zone. And this is exactly the point. And we've talked about this on the offensive side of the ball. That is, if, if you don't have the explosive plays that score touchdowns and you have to go and make all these trips to the red zone and execute and score and the field is condensed and all those things, the defense has the advantage. It's really tough, even when you have Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur and a good offensive line and a good running game. It's tough to do. But it's not tough when you're giving up explosive runs. Think back to the NFC Championship game. They didn't lose that game 
because Raheem Mostert was getting six yards a carry. They lost that game because Raheem Mostert was breaking off 40-yard runs, 40-yard touchdown runs. It's because you have not enough negative plays. The Packers, although top 10 in forcing three and outs last year, it's when teams went on drives, they sustained them. They didn't get enough negative plays and they didn't get enough luck with the sorts of holding penalties and own goal fumbles and drops that tend to mark any drive for any team. Some of that is just some luck. But then if it's second and 16, you actually get a negative. They run the draw play and and you give up 20 yards. I mean, how many times did we see that last year where teams, the Packers, they won on first down and the team came back and did what is really a bad play call and ran it on second and long and the Packers gave up the yardage and you're just like, oh my God, can you just tackle someone? And that was part of the problem. Safeties didn't tackle. Linebackers, were, were a tick slow reading and reacting and your defensive lineman did not get enough off blocks enough. They didn't create enough negative plays. So I think the, the basis of this is sound. The idea that you can approach the game this way, it can work, but you can't give up the explosive runs. Don't give up the explosive passes. And you can be a middling run defense, even in this too high world, if all you do is play baseline, baseline or even slightly below level defense at the point of attack in the run game. Even if you are giving up five and six yard runs, that's okay. You are not going to get beat by five and six yard runs if that's all you're giving up. Now, if they break off 15 yard runs, 20 yard runs, 40 yard runs, That can beat you. And we've seen that beat the Packers too often. The problem is there's not a great fix for that other than just like have some better players. I think one of the fixes was Quay Walker. Just have a guy with speed. Have a guy who, even if he's wrong, can chase down a play from the backside, who can prevent some of these chunk runs. The double-edged sword there is he's a young player who's still figuring it out. And so you can't really lean on him, or at least you couldn't last year, to make those sorts of impacts. The hope is you can this year. The difference is the teams that do this and do this effectively, they have done it with some elite talent up front. Aaron Donald in LA. Vic Fangio is a special beast, but like look at those Bears teams. Khalil Mack. We'll see what Vic Fangio looks like in Miami. They've got a really good front there. Christian Wilkins, Jalen Phillips, now Jalen Ramsey. They've got some really good pieces there. Joe Barry is not on that level. But we saw Ajiro Everell last year. Patrick Sertain played awesome. That front is like fine, but they did some interesting things there. They do need to be a little bit more aggressive up front, trying to create havoc. And that is exactly why you go out and you get Devontae Wyatt. Robert Sala talked about trying to penetrate. Colby Wooden, Carl Brooks, those guys there to create negatives so that in the aggregate, yeah, you have a six-yard run, cool. Now it's second and four, bang. Here's a minus three. Now it's third and seven. You try and run the ball again. Those are the kinds of plays or first down, you get, you get a minus five on first down, and now it's second and 15. As long as you don't get gashed 
for 18 yards on a second and 15 draw, you're in business. You're doing what you should be doing. The Packers just have to clean that piece up. And for those of you who are not watching me on YouTube, I, I made the like the little motion with my fingers like, oh, it's just a little. It's clearly not a little thing or they would have fixed it by now. I have a lot more to say about some structural things about the Green Bay Packers coming up, some middle of the field stuff and some light box running stuff. This is a very football heavy, we, a lot of like esoteric commentary in yesterday's episode. This is a heavy football episode. We're going to talk about that in just a second as we push through here on Locked on Packers. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring up some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. Whether you're pep prepping for drafts or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So with draft prep underway for the upcoming week, let's see who Vinny has picked for eBay's guaranteed fit fantasy picks of the week. When making the first overall pick in fantasy football drafts in 2023, Vinny wants you to take Christian McCaffrey, a guaranteed fit. A healthy McCaffrey is guaranteed to see well over 300 touches again in his first full season in San Francisco and is the centerpiece of the 49ers run engine. We know what Kyle Shanahan can do with his running game and McCaffrey was featured heavily in the passing game last year. He checks all the boxes, including talent, usage, high floor and ceiling. Run with CMC as your guaranteed fit at number one for a smooth ride for another year of big numbers. Vinny Iyer from Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship and EA Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. It's the same thing with your vehicle. With eBay Guaranteed Fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, shocks, struts, you name it. eBay Motors has it. And they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car. Because eBay Guaranteed Fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time. So go forth, switch gears, crank the AC, and say goodbye to sweating in your ride if it needs a little fixing up. Because now you'll know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go with eBay Guaranteed Fit. Everything your vehicle is calling is just a click away. For the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for the green check. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Not Broncos country, everybody. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only, and exclusions do apply. I am fascinated about some of the ways in which the Aaron Rodgers piece of the offense is going to manifest itself this year. And all of this talk about the Shanahan tree has really got my juices flowing about trying to get into and dig into the scheme here, the kinds of things that we, we can expect to see. And I found a great stat from, from Warren Sharp over at Sharp Football. I've talked a lot about this idea of, of throwing between the numbers, this middle of the field throwing, and it's a huge part of the Shanahan tree offense. It has become a cheat code in modern offense around being able to manipulate defenders in the middle of the field. And, and Kyle Shanahan had this great line in the play caller series about being annoyed because now every team practices against his offense every week because 
their offense is running it. And it used to be even just two or three years ago that they would come in and defenses having not prepared against this all season, but having to do it just that week, they maybe had two or three practices against it. Their linebackers are not getting to the proper depth. They're not reading their keys effectively and they could just gas these teams. Now, every defense or like, you know, 20 defenses in the league are doing it every day in practice. They are preparing for your offense because it's their offense. And these teams are throwing to the middle of the field. And this to me is the best example of why I can't blame offensive line issues, even though there were some. It's why I can't blame receiver greenness, though they were pretty green. And I I frankly can't blame injuries because a lot of these throws in the middle of the field are open. Not like you have to be perfect, just like hit an open receiver challenge. Here are some notable Shanahan-McVay tree quarterbacks from this last season. In EPA per attempt between the numbers. Tua, number one. Tua. Tua. And they they push the ball down the field. I'm fascinated to see some of this stuff. I was fascinated to hear that Miami is one of the teams that that Matt LaFleur likes to borrow from. Likes to borrow from the 49ers, Miami, and Kansas City, interestingly. So maybe some Mahomes concepts, some of the screen concepts, some of the play action from the gun concepts, because that is where Mahomes likes to operate. He's not an under center play action guy. He is a shotgun play action guy. Interesting. But so maybe some of those Miami concepts, the deep stuff, because this team has so much speed. Just something to think about. Two, a number one. Number two, Joe Burrow. Now the Packers don't have Jamar Chase. They don't have T. Higgins. But they target the middle of the field a ton in this offense, and they live in shotgun. Jared Goff, number six. Jared Goff, number six. This has always been where his bread is buttered. Middle of the field throws. He can make high-level throws. He can throw sail. He can throw those glance posts. He, his ability to push the ball down the field is actually really good as long as you're not changing the picture on him. And Ben Johnson did a really good job of manufacturing offense for him last year in the middle of the field, under center play action, all that good stuff. Jimmy Garoppolo, eighth. Here's where it starts. To, you start to go, okay, Aaron, there's no more excuses. Ryan Tannehill, nine. Now, they're not in the Arthur Smith offense. It's not the Matt LaFleur offense anymore. It's a hybrid. But a lot of the, co- the core concepts were in there. Ryan Tannehill, a top 10 quarterback last year throwing the middle of the field. They had no one. They had no one. The offensive line was a raggedy group of XFL players. You had the worst pass catching group in football. And you had Derrick Henry hurt for half the season. So what? how is that a better situation than what Aaron Rodgers had? Even when he was healthy, he wasn't this good because he doesn't want to throw to the middle of the field. We'll get to Rodgers, but like eventually. Matthew Stafford on no elbow was 11th. Jacoby Brissett, a backup quarterback with one good receiver, was 12th. And by the way, better in EPA per play, EPA per dropback, all that good stuff, like full stop over the course of the season to all fields than Aaron Rodgers. Marcus Mariota. Marcus Mariota got benched last year for, for a rookie. He was not a good quarterback. He was 15th in EPA per attempt 
throwing to the middle of the field. Arthur Smith offense. They didn't even throw to Kyle Pitts. It's, it was Drake London, a rookie, and some dudes. That was the offense. And they made it work. Because the offense does the work. Kirk Cousins, 19th. Part of that is they can throw a lot of uh, sideline routes to Justin Jefferson. Part of that is they didn't have TJ Hawkinson until halfway through the season. Part of that is this offense was quietly not that great this year. You finally get to Aaron Rodgers at 22nd. 22nd. Again, the part of the field that has become the easiest to attack and the part of the field where this offense is designed to attack. Aaron Rodgers was below average in attacking that part of the field last year. And it's the part of the field where Jordan Love comes in and immediately is throwing lasers to the middle of the field. Between the hashes. Throws a touchdown to Christian Watson. Now I know a lot of that was Christian Watson. But it's under center play action. It's bang. It's the drift post for a score. You go a little further down the list. Zach Wilson at 30. Justin Fields at 32. Not great. And Russell Wilson at 33. There's just no more excuses. There's no excuse for that. And I think you're going to see the Packers this year want to and and endure to, endeavor to attack the middle of the field more. And they're telling us they're going to do this because they drafted Jaden Reed. They drafted Luke Musgrave. They drafted Tucker Craft. This is going to be a team that wants to attack you over the middle, which means play action. Which means quick in-breakers. Which means, hopefully, post-snap RPOs on those little glance routes. It means stressing the defense all over. You can't just throw the ball to the sidelines and expect defenses to respect what you're doing. Not in the playoffs. Not when the defenses are better. Not when the defensive coaches are better. Not against D'Amico Ryans and Fred Warner and Nick Bosa. Can't do it. Now, D'Amico Ryans is in Houston. I think it's been a little underrated that San Francisco has had a little bit of not just brain drain, but talent drain on both sides of the ball. This idea that they're just going to walk into some 12 or 13 win season, I think is wild. Like their co- their players are hanging up on interviews because they don't want to talk about the quarterback situation. This is going to change this year. They're going to attack the middle of the field. I, I, I bring this up a lot. Every dayers will know this. Matt LaFleur in that pre-combine interview about, well, maybe you take a quarterback, maybe you don't. But if you do, what will you be looking for? One of the things was attack the middle of the field. He wants to attack the middle of the field. And they didn't as much as they could have, as much as this offense is designed to attack the middle of the field because they had a quarterback who didn't want to do it. All right, I have... One more thing I want to hit on here quick schematically as I'm as I'm just pouring over all of this information um, and, and we're going to get to it on Locked on Packers in just a second. Thanks to everyone who makes Locked on Packers their first listen every day. Uh, we hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. Every day as we have that great interview coming up with Cody Alexander later in the week. I was on with um, a, a number of people this week. So 
Keep an eye out on my Twitter feed for, for when I'm making some of these appearances, talking about the Packers. I was on with Patricia Trena. I think that's going to go out today for Locked On Giants as they as they preview, or, or if it didn't, it could have gone on yesterday. I'm, I, don't, I don't know when it's coming out, but it's coming out on Locked On Giants if you want to just check out what she was asking me. Um, so a lot there. And then, the, of course, the Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Go check that out to get all of your Packers info daily in your inbox. So... Another sharp football stat, the Packers ran 71.6% of their runs against seven plus defensive boxes. So that's not a technically a heavy box. Eight is considered a loaded box, but that is middle of the pack, okay? San Francisco ran against seven plus man boxes 91% of the time, which is just wild. And it's wild that they still were as efficient as they were. And it's because no one bought Jimmy Garoppolo as a deep thrower. Interestingly, that it's also the case that 82% for Tennessee, no one buys their deep passing game. 81% for Chicago, no one buys their deep passing game. You look at the bottom of the list. This is where you want to be. Kansas City, 59.7%. Cincinnati, 60%. Buffalo, 64%. Minnesota, 63.7%. Running into favorable looks is where you want to run. And the Packers have been doing a really good job with Aaron Jones in his career of, because it's a lot of pre-snap RPO, of, hey, in 11 personnel, if they're playing nickel, if they're playing these six-man boxes, we're going to run it. And you give Aaron Jones a one-on-one or hope that guy gets lost in the wash and all of a sudden he's he's got an explosive run. And you're doing to other teams what other teams have unfortunately been doing to the Packers for years. You have to be able, though, to be a little bit more efficient against those bigger boxes. At the same time, I'd rather just not do that. If teams are going to play single high against the Packers or even too high in traditional personnel, because that's basically what what the question is with seven. If you've got seven in the box, you either have your nickel in the box and, and two deep safeties or... If it could be an eight-man box, you could have that safety down. But if it's six, if it's six, you probably have two deep safeties and your nickel who's in the slot. Now you've got your four-man front or your five-man front and either one or two linebackers. You're asking those safeties to fill from depth. That's Those are the situations where you want to run, and it's on early downs. This is the push-pull, unfortunately, is you get those looks in situations where you probably want to pass, first of all, you're probably going to get more of those light box looks on third and 10, third and 12. If you're getting them on early downs, you have to be able to run it effectively. The Packers couldn't in 2021. They were able to do it a little better in 2022. But also, if you're going to get those looks on early downs, this is when that RPO game can really help you. Is if they're going to play these light boxes, you have to be able to run the ball. And if they're not, you have to be able to throw the ball. If they're going to play single high coverage against you, you have to be able to make them pay for it. And that means trusting Jordan Love. That means trusting Matt LaFleur. And one of my complaints last year, and I know this is this is why this is hard. I understand. It's hard. I had some issues with the RPOs because I felt like it made them a little bit predictable. And it also made them um, do things that they were not great at. Like I wanted them to kill some of those RPO screens with fire because they just didn't have the guys to run them. Maybe Jaden Reed can be that guy. 
Maybe use Keyshawn Nixon in some of those situations. But I understand that sometimes the personnel dictates, hey, this is the most advantageous thing for us. I suggested more run it runs. Just this is the run call. And we're running it. And we understand there might be seven guys in the box, might be eight guys in the box, but this is the call. It is a difficult line to walk here. And I get that. But I would like it to be built into the plan. Hey, in these situations. Now, it's also the case that teams like Kansas City, Minnesota, Buffalo, they're probably going to see more too high than the Packers. Because until further notice, the teams are not going to be afraid of Jordan Love. So we're going to see a lot of single high early, especially on first and second down. Run the ball. We're going to, we're going to stop you from running the ball. And then get, in, get you into third and eight, third and nine. And we don't think you can beat us. That's what teams are going to try and approach the Packers. And if that's the case, then you have to throw it on early downs. You have to play action them into death on early downs. And then that's going to start loosening things up. And that's going to change the game for this Packers team. All right, back tomorrow. More Unlocked on Packers. Actually, well, yeah, I'm going to save that. Uh, back for more later this week. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you'll find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to come hang out with us live on YouTube, you can do that over on our Locked on Packers YouTube page. All of our old videos are there. If you want to catch up to stay, Locked on Packers. <laughs>